we're going to go through just a, a little bit of our guide inside uh, in just a minute. But I wanted to give you a verse that I actually uh, tried to come to you uh, a couple mornings ago, but I had some technical difficulties, so I wasn't able to do it. Uh, but I woke up uh, two mornings ago, and um, I had Psalm 34 kind of uh, as I was waking up. Psalm 34, verse 3, uh, or excuse me, verse 4 uh, was just kind of sitting on my spirit, if you know what I mean, when I woke up. It says, I sought the Lord, and He heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. I sought the Lord, and He heard me, and He delivered me from all my fears. I want to go ahead and read verse 5. They looked unto Him, and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. So, let me read this whole psalm to you, and then I want to make just a short comment on, um, on verse 3, or excuse me, verse 4 and verse 5. It says, one of my favorite psalms, actually I love to pray this psalm and I endeavor to uh, put this psalm into practice uh, in my life constantly. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps round about them that fear him, and delivers them. Isn't that good? He not only camps around us, the angel of the Lord, but he delivers us. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. O oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, listen to this, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. They that seek the Lord. In other words, from your heart, are you seeking the Lord? If you're seeking the Lord from your heart, you shall not want any good thing. <laughs> Amen. Uh, come, children, listen to me or hearken to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of their troubles. Now, there's a cat coming, and if that cat comes into the, into the shot, I just have to tell you, it might have to be delivered from its troubles. Praise the Lord. <laughs> the Lord is near <laughs> to them that are of a broken heart, and saves such as be of a contrite spirit. Uh, we, we bless the cats in Jesus' name. All right. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of half of them, some of them. No, all of them. He delivers them out of all of them. Do you, you, you kind of get the theme? They that fear the Lord, there is deliverance surrounding us when we fear the Lord. In other words, I'm like, you know, the Lord has more power than the natural circumstances in this situation. The Lord is greater. Greater is he, John 4, John 4, 4, that is in you than he that is in the world. If God be for us, who can be against us? If he gave us Jesus, won't he freely give us all things? And so it, it is 
a message of deliverance for those that fear the Lord, those that trust the Lord. Like Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty two, have faith in God or grab hold of God's faithfulness. You might feel shaky. You might feel unsteady. Well, don't, don't move. Don't be moved by what you feel. Don't act on what you feel. Grab hold of the faithfulness of God and you cannot go under because God will not go under. So you just have faith in God. Grab hold of his faithfulness and where you're weak, he's strong. Where you're uh, exhausted, he has strength. He is the strength of your life. He is your help and he is your hope. Um, the Lord is near to them that are of a broken heart, verse 18, and save such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all of his bones, not one is broken. Evil will slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Amen. All right, verse four, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. I'm gonna read that in a couple other translations. Amplified says, now listen to this. This is talking about praying to God, seeking God, like from your heart, turning to the Lord. And you do that from your heart. With the heart, we believe. Man believes with the heart. It's not with your head, but it's with your heart. Now you can believe with your head, but you don't get the Bible type of results. So you should actually believe with your head and with your heart. But you know, you can believe with your heart and receive from God when your head has all kind of doubts and all kind of like <laughs> weird thoughts. Like where, where are these thoughts coming from? Why am I even thinking these thoughts? Well, you just cast down those vain imaginations in the name of Jesus and say, you know what? I have the mind of Christ and I am a believer. And so I am acting from my heart. And Amplified says, I sought, inquired of the Lord and required him of necessity and on the authority of his word. And he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. You get that? I inquired and required him of necessity and on the authority of his word, basically because he told me to do it. And he heard me and delivered me from most of my fears, some of my fears, uh, just the fears that, that, that were too much for me, but I kept the other ones. No, he delivered me from all my fears. So we don't have to be afraid. And then uh, verse thir uh, 35 says, they looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. Amplified says, they looked to him and were radiant. Their faces shall never blush for shame or be confused. And then my favorite translation of this verse is Young's literal translation. They looked expectantly unto him and they became bright and their faces are not ashamed. So if you look, if I look, when we look expectantly on him, shame will leave us because we're more conscious of him, his goodness and his righteousness that he has robed us in than we are ourselves and our own ability apart from him. The truth is in Christ, you are the most awesome creation. God has created you in Christ for good works and that we should walk in those works. So seek the Lord. Uh, don't look to fear. Look to the Lord. Look expectantly to the Lord and your face will shine because shame has been removed. Amen. I woke up that, with that the other morning and uh, I just wanted to share it with you uh, and I wasn't able to do it the other day, uh, but I, I pray that that has blessed you. Now we'll uh, do just a little bit in our, our book. 
I'm trying really not to go too far in this because I'd like uh, to do some more interaction with this uh, when we have a, a way to do it that's um, uh, conducive to discussion and also conducive to uh, you know people that maybe haven't been with us uh, the whole time. So uh, this is The Guide Inside by Mark Brzee. And uh, I'm going to uh, start on page 55. And uh, I'm just going to do a couple highlights for the sake of time. Um, but it's chapter 7 uh, of, of his book, and it's titled, How God Won't Lead. It's one of my uh, favorite chapters in the book, because uh, there's many ways uh, that people think, oh, that's the Lord leading me, and uh, you know, that's not really the Lord leading. It may just be a circumstance, or, or it could be something else. And so, uh, Jesus is alive, and as many as are led by the Spirit of God, John chapter, or Romans chapter 8, they are the sons of God. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. And so uh, when you're born again, you become a child of God. You come into the family of God, and that is a reality. It's not just uh, some church saying that we say, well, welcome to the family of God. Well, that's true, but you actually have been refathered. And you have a new father. I've been refathered. I have a new father. I still have an earthly father. Thank God for my earthly father, my earthly mother. But now when I have received Jesus, I have a father in heaven and he is the Lord of the universe, the God of the universe, and he is love. And so I've been birthed and you've been birthed into his family. And so um, he's going to lead his children. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. Meaning, sons and daughters of God will be led by the Spirit of God. God will lead you and guide you, and He is leading you, and He is guiding you, whether you're conscious of that or not. And uh, one of the reasons that we're many times, or sometimes I should say, not conscious of that leading is because we're tuned in to other things. You know, uh, Mark Brzee says in here, you know, uh, he always liked the illustration that uh, it's like tuning your radio dial. And, um, you know, if you are, uh, um, you know, <laughs> a little older, you can understand like tuning a dial. You know, in our car, we have an upgraded, our, our van, we have an upgraded uh, radio system. So there is no dial to tune it. It's just buttons. You hit the button to tune it. So you can still tune, but it's buttons. But we used to have a, a dial and you'd tune that dial. And when it was an analog signal, you could kind of like, you tune it and you, you you get to where the signal is the strongest and all of a sudden it gets really loud and clear and then you go a little further and it starts to get further away and so you kind of go back and forth back and forth until you get you're right on it and then you've got a really good signal but you don't just turn that dial to that right away unless you had a readout and you knew okay here's the station that exactly i'm looking for and so many times uh hearing from the lord especially when you're um um not accustomed to it or if you have not been giving yourself to it uh, it can seem indistinct like that dial like okay what is it and how do I find it but actually if you're born again you have been um, pre-programmed to hear from God like, like in this new equipment, a lot of times, you know, we have wireless gear, which I'm not using now. I'm using a wired mic. But when we meet in the auditorium, I use a, a wireless mic. And on that wireless mic, they have uh, the receiver station. 
and the transmitter, I have a transmitter pack and then there's a receiver at the sound booth and they have little chips in, in, uh, in those systems and on those chips they have preset the frequencies that that's allowed to operate within. And so like uh, what you're supposed to do when you buy a set like that is find out, okay, what radio uh, television stations and radio stations, what frequencies are bombarding the area that you're in. And you want to buy a set that has frequencies that's outside of that area because it's preset. So you can't, there's a certain amount of channels on those frequency you can pick, but you can't uh, totally go out to a whole nother uh, spectrum or whole nother range because it's preset. Well, when you're born again, you are preset, you are pre-wired, so to speak, to hear from God. And so you have the right wiring, uh, you have the right ability. You don't have to call up and say, hey, can you give me another set because this set is getting too much interference. No, you just have to tune to the right channel. And so God never takes away uh, our freedom of choice. So you can choose to tune in to the voice of the world and be attentive to that voice. So you can even, you know, you can have nowadays, you can have multiple things playing at the same time. And so you could have the, the world's voice playing and, and the voice of the word is just kind of low where the voice of the Lord is kind of low and kind of gets drowned out. Well, it really should be exactly the opposite because we live in the world. We need to uh, interact with the world and we want to be in the world but not of the world. Because if we're not in the world, then how in the world can we reach the world through uh, what we do, through what we say, through you know people seeing how you live. And so we're to be in the world, but not of the world. And uh, so one way to do that, the primary way I know to do that is you stay tuned in to the voice of the Lord. And number one requirement to do that, the way to do that is to get the, the right wiring or the light, right electronics, which is called being born again. <laughs> you know, any man who is in Christ is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So when you're born again, think about this. And I love the fact that he brought this out in the first couple of pages here. When you are born again, you might sit there and say, I don't feel like I hear from God. I don't know how to hear from God. I, he told a story where he was first starting in ministry and his boss, he said, would tell him, well, just be led. And he thought, you know, how am I going to be led? I don't know how to be led. I, I don't know how to do that. I'm gonna, just going to flat fail. And then as he began to seek the Lord, he realized, you know what? If you are born again, you know how to hear from God because you heard the voice of the Spirit of God or the tug of the Spirit of God or the witness of the Spirit of God saying, here, look, behold my son, the Son of God who takes away the sin of the world. In other words, if you've been born again, you have already heard from God in the greatest hearing you could ever do. And so if you've been filled with the Spirit, then you have heard from God uh, how to be filled with the Spirit. And so what happens many times is, we get so, uh, we stumble over the things that are right in front of our natural view. So the things that we see with our natural eyes or hear with our natural ears, and those, because they're so tangible in the natural realm, this, what we call the sense realm or the realm of uh, you know, the senses, then sometimes we uh, inadvertently allow those things to dominate us and we start reacting to those things, making it our, our decision based on those things instead of living by faith. Think about that. To, uh, we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. Well, that actually means that we're not walking by the realm of the senses 
alone, what that input is giving us. Somebody said, well, should you never walk by the realm of the senses? Should you never have faith in the realm of the senses? No, you can. But whenever that contradicts the word of God, then you have to go with the word of God. Because why? Well, uh, you know, if you're going to step out in a, a busy road of traffic, which might be hard to find right now since everybody's home. Um, but if you were, if you found a busy uh, road with a bunch of traffic, say we're, we're uh, you know, 495 around Washington, D.C., uh, and you're going to step in front of a semi, well, uh, natural human faith would tell you if you do that, you're probably going to get hit and then die. And so, uh, you know, if you check with the Spirit of God, he's going to say, no, what are you thinking? Don't do that, you know. Uh, but then there's other things, you know, where uh, you, you need to follow the Spirit of the Lord because many times, uh, you know, the world, uh, as well-meaning as sometimes they are, they're moved by fear and not by faith. And so, uh, you know, the natural senses may tell you, you don't hear from God. You're the least of all believers. You know what? The least of all believers is greater than every demon in the pit of hell, is greater than the angels. The angels look at us and they wonder like, what is man that you are mindful of him? In other words, God is thinking about you. And God thought about you before he created you and he loves you and he made a way for you and he surrounds you with songs of deliverance. In other words, if you could hear the songs that the angels are singing around you, they are saying deliverance and protection and provision. You know, God is good and he has a good plan for you. And, you know, right there in that psalm, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. What does that mean? Well, magnifying the Lord, if I had a magnifying glass here, I, I, I wish I did because I could put it and you could see a really big eye, right? If I put it here, my eye would be huge to you. And you could start to see great detail in my eye that you can't see when you're not zoomed in or when you're not mag when I'm not magnified. You don't have to do that, okay? And, because it might look kind of funny. And so, but there would be great detail that you could see that you wouldn't notice. And so, if we say, "Oh, let's magnify the Lord together," in other words, let's you, let's you and I. I got that reversed. <laughs> let's you and I. Let's look to the Lord. Let's talk about him. Let's talk about Jesus, the King of Kings. He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we begin to talk about him and stir up ourselves on our most holy faith, maybe praying in the Holy Spirit. And you'll find all of a sudden the things of God start to become more real and more real. And it builds upon itself. And all of a sudden you're magnifying the Lord. He becomes clearer and clearer and bigger and bigger and you see more detail detail upon detail i never noticed that before i never saw that before look how good he is look at how he provides look at what he's done right that's why you know on sundays we're doing this series about looking to jesus and seeing him just on the cross let alone in the resurrection but we're talking about let's see him on the cross why because on the cross he took your sins he took your sickness he took your poverty and he took it on himself on the cross. Mm, praise the Lord. And so um, let's magnify the Lord together and exalt his name. And so you can hear from God. That's uh, page 59. You can hear from God, uh, John chapter 10, verse 2 uh, through 5. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep, what? Hear his voice. 
that's you, <laughs> that's me, and calls, he calls his sheep by name and he leads them out. You know, you know the name of God, but God knows your name. God knows your name. I love it. Uh, Brother T.L. Osborne, just such an inspiration uh, to us in life and in ministry, and he's in heaven now. But he was what was called a world evangelist, meaning he evangelized around the world. And, um, you know, Reinhard Bonnke just this year went to be with Jesus. Uh, but, you know, Reinhard Bonnke got his start in T.L. Osborne meetings. Reinhard bon Bonnke used to take the Jesus film when it used to be on actual film media. And he'd take that with a film projector to village after village in Africa and set it up and play the gospel message. And so, uh, you know, T.L. Uh, was such an inspiration. And uh, he said one time, I will never forget it as long as I live. And I think I'll never forget it in heaven because I really believe it was from the Lord, which means it's eternal. And so he said, you know, so a lot of people want to talk about, oh, I have so much faith in God. Oops, sorry. I have so much faith in God. I have so much love for God. You know how much I love the Lord. You know how much I trust the Lord. And he said, uh, that doesn't really impress me. You hear the crickets, crickets, that's a, that's a good, he said, or frogs, whatever those are. He said, what impresses me is that God has faith in me or God has faith in you. In other words, it's one thing to say, I, I, I uh, have faith in God, but I make mistakes. I'm not perfect, but he who is perfect, he has faith in you. And he said, my sheep know me and they hear my voice. You know, Jesus actually said, talking about the Holy Spirit, that you already know him. And uh, so we know him and we know his voice and the voice of a stranger we don't follow. And like I say in so many things, go back to when you were born again, when you received uh, God Jesus as your Savior, when you came to God by his son Jesus, you came into the family of God, the, the prompting of the Lord, how the Holy Spirit prompted you. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirits. This is Romans chapter 8, verse 14 and 16, that we are the children of God. You are a child of God. I am a child of God. Uh, we hear his voice. You know, one of the things he said in there is, you know, he started out by saying that, you know, the Lord's not going to lead by prophets. In the Old Testament, they had the prophet, priest, and king. They were anointed by the Lord. And uh, people would inquire of the prophet for what to do. And, um, you know, actually, let me find that page real quick. And that's what we'll, what we'll finish on. Top of page 57 said the prophet prophet had the Holy Ghost upon his life. Israel didn't receive direction because they went to a man. Listen to this. Very important. They received direction because they went to the spirit of God through a man. They went to the spirit of God through a man. That's how they received direction. Well, the reason that matters so much is we still go to the spirit of God today. Proverbs 20, 27 says the spirit of man that is your spirit and my spirit, our own spirits, is the candle of the Lord or the light of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the belly. In other words, he's going to enlighten us in our innermost being by, his, uh, by our own spirit. He's going to use our own spirit to guide us and to lead us to give us light on what to do. That's why sometimes people are like, well, I don't know if that was from my spirit or from the Holy Spirit uh, because he enlightens our spirits 
uh, us through our own spirits. I keep saying it wrong. He enlightens us through our own spirits. And so that's how he's going to lead us. That's how he's going to guide us primarily. There, there are other ways which we'll get into uh, later in the chapters. But I just wanted to encourage you that when you're born again, you have the Spirit of God living on the inside of you. And when you acknowledge him, acknowledge the Lord in all of your ways. And what's going to happen? Here, f- finish it for me. He will direct your path. His word Uh, Psalm 119 is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And the way his word's going to do that is when you receive that word in your heart and the Holy Spirit and your spirit in communion with that word will will light up your path. And and it's a path of peace and it's not a path of fear and it's a path of blessing. It's not a a path of um, the curse so that you're you're walking in health so that you're walking where you have provision on every side, that you can give into every good work, that the Lord multiplies your seed, that your mind is fixed on the Lord and you're, you're not insane and you're not going crazy and you're, you're not uh, mentally deficient, but you have a quickening from the Spirit of God himself and he said, Paul said in Corinthians that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead will quicken or make alive your mortal body, your mortal body. And so uh, I encourage you, stir yourself up concerning the Lord speaking to you, that he is on your side, that the blood of Jesus has been applied for you, that you apply the blood with your tongue, with your mouth, with your heart, that you just declare uh, the blood of Jesus works on my behalf. Amen.